Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you folks. Merry Christmas. I can't believe it's Christmas Eve. And uh, with me as always is my friend Stephanie. Stephanie, what, what is going on on this Christmas Eve? Good morning, Doug. We are excited. Um, you know, there is something about Christmas that brings so much hope with it. And um, we're willing Christmas Eve, this Christmas Eve, we will be spending time with the Hicks family so we are very excited about that um Aunt Rhonda and Uncle Steve have some things up their sleeves surprises for the kids and we are going to um, be going Christmas caroling um hopefully to some people and um man I love Christmas caroling it's got to involve hot chocolate though yeah it does it does and I believe it will now don't you have a friend uh, who's selling hot chocolate balls or something like that I do. She's been selling these hot cocoa bombs, um, and yeah, they are amazing. What do you do? They you throw them in a cup incredible. with some boiling water or something? Yeah, water or milk. Um, if you really want the nice, you know, the cream rich richness, you could do it. I, I think I might try one with almond milk so that my conscience bothers me a little less um, instead of regular milk, but I haven't done one yet just because, you know, I'd have to confess that is cheating on my diet. So we should, yeah. So if you're looking for hot chocolate balls, we should put her address out on Helpful Wounded Spirits. Uh, We got to do that. We got to advertise. Now, this is Amanda, right? Amanda Ellinger. Yes. Amanda Ellinger. She's one of my best friends, and they are phenomenal. I mean, my kids absolutely love them. So, yes, hot chocolate's a must. Um, And then we're having. Kids would um, eat cardboard if they thought chocolate was on it. But I'm here to tell you, if Stephanie says these are good hot chocolate bombs, they are. Uh, she's, yeah. She is a good, uh, uh, has good character when it comes to picking food. Debbie and my favorite restaurant while visiting Stephanie, she picked out for us a place called the American Table in uh, Winona Lake or Warsaw or whatever. It's Winona Lake, I think. I don't know. It's out there anyway, and it's good food. And uh, so, Stephanie, it's the yeah. Christmas season. It's upon us. I mean, this is Christmas Eve. People are listening to this. They're may have a half day of work, some may have to work all day, but I think we should start with a Christmas song. Uh, okay. I was going to sing you it. You think it's peppy? I think you can start anywhere you want here, my friend. Uh, okay, all right. Well, we'll do Joy to the World. Okay. Does that sound acceptable? It does. Okay. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her King. Let every heart prepare Him room. And heaven and nature sing. And heaven and nature sing. And heaven and heaven and nature sing. Wow. I think that's a way to start a podcast right there. Debbie's got thumbs up. Uh, so here we are. We're, ta- we're talking about Christmas and 
Uh, I wish you folks could see Debbie's decorations. Maybe by the time you listen to this, I'll post some pictures. Maybe we'll have Thor out there uh, too, because we keep uh -huh. on with reindeer ears. We keep promising. We keep on promising a picture of <laughs> Thor, and uh, oh. <clears throat> but we haven't well, come Thor through. Thor loves the Christmas decorations, so maybe we should get. I'll have to get one posted of him. You know, Thor wraps some lights around him. I don't know. You know. That might be cruel and unusual punishment, but <clears throat> here we are talking about Christmas. And, and Christmas is the second most high holiday, I think, of a Christian's year. I think Christmas is looked at wrong. I, you know, our most high holiday is Easter. Uh, I believe as Christians, there's no greater day. Uh, the Lord fulfilled the prophecy of uh, rising again, being at the right hand of the Father, um, and uh, I love that song, I Will Rise Again. And, but Christmas for us, we're celebrating the birth of the Lord. And, you know, back in early Christmas days, Stephanie, I mean, people were, uh, they'd give a gift in honor of Christ, usually just one little gift. Something happened to Christmas. Christmas got hijacked, Stephanie. It's hard to explain. What's going on with Christmas compared to what Christmas should be? Well, I think it's very sad, um, that Christmas people have tried to take Christ out of it. And um, the point of Christmas is the hope that Jesus gives, the joy that he brings, and the hope of, of, the, of his birth, the hope that his birth brought. When you look at the story of Christmas, which we're going to be doing, um, you see hope. You see hope to the shepherds being brought to the shepherds. You see the hope the wise man the wise men had when they brought their gifts to Jesus there um, when he was that young child and they brought him that gold frankincense and myrrh and you see the hope that he brought to Anna in the temple and to Simeon and he's the hope of the world and that is why Satan is doing all he can to destroy Christmas even the celebration of it because it represents hope and and Satan is he is in the world to steal and to kill and to destroy and so the hope that is brought with Christmas with the story of Christ's birth stands in his way yeah. and that is why it is our job to be giving that hope every chance we get and um, sharing the joy of the still announce, what Christ's birth means, just like the shepherds went out and spread that news abroad throughout the whole country, share that good news now abroad. And now we not only get to share the good news of his birth, we get to share the good news of why he came and the hope that came with him giving his life a ransom for, you know, the, the resurrection of Christ and all the way from his birth to his death and his re burial and resurrection, share the hope that that brings because that is what Christmas is all about. Wow. And, you know, we have a tradition around here at our house. So on Christmas Day and on Christmas Eve, we read the biblical account of the Christmas story. And, um, <clears throat> and we open a present in our house on Christmas Eve. We open one present. Uh, per person, and then when one of the boys reads the Christmas story, and I'm not sure how this whole Christmas thing is going to work out with the fiancé thing. I think we're going to have the Christmas Eve, uh, but I think he's 
going down there in the morning, we may not open gifts to the afternoon or something. I don't know. It's kind of, it's kind of weird when you enter other families, but uh, uh, however it works out, it's going to be great. But our tradition is always to remember why Christmas is Christmas. And uh, I think that that's what we're going to do right now. And so Stephanie and I want to share a couple verses with you and kind of talk through Christmas. And you guys know this as well as we do, but we just wanted to have a couple special podcasts, uh, one for Christmas Eve and one for Christmas Day. So that's what these are. And uh, uh, Stephanie and I were just looking at verses. She pointed out Isaiah 9. So I'm going to go ahead and start with that. Isaiah 9, 6. For unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. And I mean, when you, when you look at that verse, so unto us a child is born, a child is given. And... Uh, and Stephanie, I am so thankful unto us a child was born. I am so thankful that we today uh, know that a child is, is coming, that a child is born, uh, that there are so many things, and that because of that child, we get saved. Because of that child, we get to go through those things. And because of that child, we get to live through those things. And now what do you have, Stephanie? What's your, your verses for this Christmas Eve? Well, I love um, Isaiah 11, 1 and 2, where God speaks through Isaiah and says, And there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. And I think that's beautiful that God was prophesying through Isaiah, describes to us what the spirit would be like, Jesus' spirit would be like as the Messiah, that he would be full of wisdom and understanding, counsel and might, and of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. And that, done to know that, that the Lord Jesus Christ, when we accept him as our Savior, when we accept him as the only one who can forgive our sins, who can give us the gift of eternal life, and we accept that, that as the Spirit of God comes and rests in us, comes and indwells us, that that same spirit of wisdom, understanding, counsel, might, knowledge, and fear of the Lord comes to dwell in us as children of God when we accept his free gift of salvation and become his child. He gives us that same spirit and that Jesus can be seen and heard and lived out through us as his messengers here, because this is the spirit that's described here. And to me, that is, that is the hope of Christmas, that it is Christ in us, that he didn't just come as a baby to live his life and die on the cross. He came to give us abundant life and not just eternal life, but here to give us abundant life that he would be seen and be known and be heard in and through us. And that is part of a huge part for me of the beauty of what Christmas represents. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I like that. And I, you know, I think I think it's also we got to remember before we go in, and we're going to share some Christmas stories with you and some thoughts. But 
I, I just want to quickly go to the book of Luke too. While, while Stephanie was talking, I found myself in the book of Luke here and, and talking about there was this couple named Elizabeth and Zacharias, and boy, they prayed for a child. And uh, an angel came and uh, uh, Elizabeth uh, and told Zacharias, fear not, Elizabeth will bear a child. Now, this isn't a virgin being born of a child. This is a married couple uh, whose womb was barren and the Lord gave. So Elizabeth and Zacharias, now how are they hooked to the Lord in this case, Stephanie? How are Elizabeth and Zacharias hooked to the Lord? Well, Zacharias was a priest and um, it was his job to um, give the incense. Um, when we come into the story, he was it was his turn at the temple to um, to prepare that incense and bring it before God. And um, from a physical standpoint, Elizabeth and Zacharias were related to Mary. Elizabeth and Mary were cousins. Yeah. And um, I think based on scripture, Zacharias and Elizabeth, if I can say it this way, were spiritual mentors slash heroes to Mary. And they were blameless. There had to be, yeah. Yes, I think there was a relationship there. I think they had had an impact on Mary's life. She was a young girl. We're not given her exact age, but I'm guessing she was a, you know, 14, 15, 16-year-old um, Jewish young lady. And I think Zacharias and Elizabeth, based on the fact that she went and lived with them for three months, that tells me that there had been a long-standing relationship there, and I believe there had been a huge impact made on her um, through them. They had had a spiritual influence on her life. Amen. And uh, you caught me drinking water. I thought you were still mid-sentence. Oh, sorry. No, nah, that's all right. I like drinking water and being caught. But anyway, it <laughs> just shows that we're trying to wet the old whistle down. So... So you got Elizabeth and Zacharias, and I think Stephanie hit exactly the relationship right. I think, you know, these were people that the, the Bible says were blameless, that were, uh, you know, beyond reproach, above reproach. And they were, they were people that uh, stood upright in front of God and really wanted a child. And, uh, and so Elizabeth conceived uh, herself and... Uh, uh, the Lord have dealt with me the days wherein he looked on me and taketh away my reproach among men. And then we end up, we're in the sixth month from that time. And uh, verse 26 of one, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin espoused to a man, to, uh, to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. The angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when he saw them, she was troubled at his saying and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor, I love that, with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in the womb and bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. He shall be great and shall be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father, David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, how shall this be? Seeing 
I know not a man. <clears throat> and the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the higher should overshadow thee. Therefore thou art also the holy thing which shall be born of thee, shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she have also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For with God nothing is impossible. And Mary said, Behold the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to the Lord. And the angel departed from her. And Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country and haste into the city of Judah and entered into the house of Zacharias and saluted Elizabeth. And it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the babe leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. Isn't it wonderful thing that the first person to recognize the birth of Christ or the baby of Christ or the pregnancy of Christ was a baby that was not born, a baby that was 100% living in his mother's belly and that leapt knowing his Savior, the one he would point to, uh, was in the other belly. I mean, that's just that's just some good news, Stephanie. And, uh, you know, there are some that say that babies aren't alive in their mother's womb. And, uh, and boy, the Bible just showed us that that was wrong. And, and so yeah. Mary, Mary gets pregnant and she has to deal with Joseph. And thank God he helped her with that. But I, I, I think about this, Stephanie, and I think of everything you said. He changed the birth, changed everything for all eternity. So what are some of your family's rituals for Christmas, things that you do? Uh, things that you're looking forward to doing this Christmas? Well, obviously, um, in a huge sense, we've had to create new Christmas traditions in many on many levels um, since Charles died. Um, it's very different being a single parent at Christmas versus um, having Daddy around. Yeah. So, um, but... We love to do, um, I created, back when I had Stephanie, when I found out I was expecting Stephanie, I had four boys, four and under. And so that's when we instituted the buddy system, and we've carried that down. So now we have three buddy groups. Um, Daniel Hudson and Caleb are a buddy group. Charles, Stephanie, and Emmeline are a buddy group. And then Samuel and Joseph, our buddy group, um, they don't have a third buddy because we have eight kids. So um, that's just, that's how God worked it out. So um, they just, there's just the two of them in their buddy group, which Joe says works out great because then he just buys a gift. You know, he likes to buy a gift for two siblings. So he gets Emmy a gift. So that way he tries to keep his favorite brother status yeah. um, with Emmy, which I'm not sure the motives on that are exactly pure, but Emmy, Emmy knows exactly what's going great. on. Yeah. Yes, she does. She's gonna, she's gonna enjoy it. So, um, Emmy always comes out on the high end with the gifts. So, uh, anyway, so we do buddy gifts. And so, um, like I, I think I mentioned this a while back, um, but so we do buddy gifts and then, um, that's a special tradition. And then, um, I try to take the kids, which, um, this is a work in progress. I'm not sure they're all going to happen. Um, obviously before Christmas, we'll see. Um, but I try to take each of the kids now that daddy's gone. Um, I try to take each of the kids out. Daddy used to take them out before Christmas and do something special with them. 
and um, they would go. Charles had this thing of last minute Christmas shopping um, versus me, who is a I like to kind of plan ahead a little more so that I'm not rushing around like a chicken with my head cut off over Christmas gifts. I do that all the time just because of life, but I want to just enjoy getting gifts for people and it be a special, um, a special thing. So anyway, but Charles loved the rush. He thrived on that. So he loved going to the mall, um, Christmas Eve. I never quite understood that. And it would literally freak me out. Um, in years past, I just couldn't handle, um, all of the crowds nearly as well as he did normally because I was trying to watch all the little kids. So that was a little more stressful, but he loved doing that. So um, for the last few years before he died, he had taken the, he would take like the four oldest boys. I think the last year he maybe took Stephanie also, but anyway, he would take them to the mall. They would have fun. Um, it was just a special time and they looked forward to that. And obviously I can't, take all the kids to the mall and it'd be any sort of quote-unquote fun so I try to do mommy dates with them now that are take them to a nice restaurant spend one-on-one time with them you know we talk Christmas gifts whatever and just do that with them so um and this year I'm trying to do um an advent calendars um you had given the kids one and they're enjoying that I just put one thing in each each cubicle and then they get to get whatever is in there all of the kids get one of that thing so they're enjoying doing that um yesterday they each got a dollar bill they thought that was the jackpot of the century so i informed them that not all of them got eight dollars there was eight dollar bills because everyone got one dollar they all thought they got eight they were all thrilled so don't know that's that's today's the exception <laughs> to the rule <laughs> so um they were like mom where's our eight bucks i'm like uh-huh each of you gets a bug. So, um, anyways, so we're just doing fun little things. Um, we used hot chocolate cocoa bombs from my friend one night. That was our little special thing. Um, just trying to create special memories along the way. And sometimes we'll read through a special Christmas story. Um, but just try to do things like that, things that create the memories um, that they'll carry on their whole lives. So that's my goal for my kids throughout Christmas seasons is to um, make memories that when they look back someday, they know mom, even if it was a flop sometimes, that mom did her best to make the Christmas season as fun and enjoyable and relaxed as possible. Yeah. Wow. And that's that's a great tradition. And <clears throat> we told you mostly ours, which is we're pretty Christmassy around here. Debbie sets up a bunch of trees and beautiful house and you know, she has uh, uh, nativity scenes and old truck scenes and lights and villages and churches and buildings. And um, so that's really something that we do. But uh, I guess our, our tradition, we're Advent calendar people, but we don't have one this year. We usually have one. But this year has been a, maybe because of my, uh, my health plan, uh, even though I'm done with that kind of. Uh, I don't know. But it just made me think of that. But we... we yeah, go ahead. No, I was to say, my brother-in-law had an advent calendar that was different kinds of cheese. Wow. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, I can see I'd that I'd never seen cool. anything like that, but I thought it, I thought that was kind that of That sounds Wisconsin-y in a way, you know? It uh, does. Yeah. I didn't know Wisconsin-y was a word, but. 
Well, I think we just coined it here. Uh, we, we need to contact Merriam-Webster's relatives and get that word out there as soon as possible. Wisconsin <laughs> and South Carolinian knee. Oh, that's uh, hilarious. Yeah. So, so that's what Christmas looks like with us. And uh, we just want to wish you a Merry Christmas. We want to let you guys know that uh, our prayers are with you. We know that many of you are going through some hard times and dealing with something in your mind and in your body, your spirit, but we want to let you know we're praying for you. And we want to let you know much more important than that is Christ was born for you. So in this Christmas Eve message, it was prophesied. And I think this Christmas Eve message, Stephanie, needs to end with a holy night because uh, Christmas Eve is a holy night, even though it may not be the exact day. Uh, Stephanie, if you could go ahead and maybe give us the first verse of holy night. Uh, We'll wrap this one up. All right. Oh, holy night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the night of our dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and error pining. Till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. A thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices, for yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. Oh, hear the angel voices, oh, night divine, oh, night when Christ was born, oh, Hey, folks, Merry Christmas to you. We're looking forward to talking to you tomorrow on Christmas Day. But make sure you take advantage of this gift and uh, accept Jesus Christ. Hey, listen to every word. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin. For the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name, while believing in your heart, and he will.
Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.